All right, everybody. Welcome back uh, to the next episode of Push 511 Radio. Uh, we have a guest this week, new guest this week, uh, member J.R. Rubinoff. How you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Honor to be here, Jared. Honor to be here. <laughs> no, it's, uh, uh, it, it's going to be a good one. So, um, uh, J.R., how long have you been coming to Push now? Push, I'll be two years in May. Two years in May. Um, so uh, this interview is going to be uh, a little bit more in depth than some of the other ones we've done so far, and I think it will really have um, uh, a really good message for a lot of people out there to hear. So we will dive into that uh, after we just get to know you a little bit better. So you've been coming to Push for about two years. How long have you been doing CrossFit? Since 2012, so about seven years now. Where were you at when you first started that? I first started at a box called Monmouth CrossFit. My buddy Kevin opened it after I blew my knee and ankle out, graduated some rehab, and he said, why don't you come try CrossFit? And I was hooked. And then two years later, I uh, moved to Pittsburgh, where I uh, worked out at CrossFit Athletics from 2012 till about 2017. Then I moved here and found Push. So How'd you, how'd you hurt your knee and your ankle? I was playing some rugby, a uh, little, little dirty tackle, <laughs> blew my ACL, LCL, uh, fractured my knee in two places and tore my ankle up, so I spent yeah. some time in a wheelchair doing PT, and Kevin was like, you look really bored in PT, let's come, and he started me, you know, box jumping on a 45-pound plate, then bo- and back squatting to like a 14-inch box, yeah, and yeah. then we just kind of went from there, could not do a pull-up when I was there could barely do a push-up even when I was in the best shape ever in rugby it was kind of a humbling when I walked in those doors because I could push some weight but I could not do any gymnastics whatsoever I'll tell you what a lot of us kind of have that same story coming into CrossFit I know I played sports my entire life growing up but then I came in here and got my ass handed to me in a very I, I look back now a very basic CrossFit workout it was a very introductory workout uh, and just got completely wrecked and that was part of what uh, drew me to it and kept kept me coming back um so I, I don't think you're alone there yeah. um were um like growing up did were you involved in sports much growing up what was that like for you so i played a lot of softball growing up yep. i tried some ice hockey was horrible at soccer was too <laughs> short for basketball though i did try for a season my go-to sport was running and i think it was because it was more of a solo sport sure. so from 13 until I graduated high school and for my first two years of college, I ran track and cross country. Oh, very cool. Middle distance, so like 800 meters, 1600 meters, 3200 meters. The worst races. Worst races. The worst races. Did some 5Ks <laughs> for cross country, 6Ks in college. Sure. Um, but I, I always found kind of solace in being alone and kind of like doing those longer runs by yourself and kind of like just being alone and in my own head about things. So. That's really interesting. So uh, this past year, I um, kind of dove into the endurance sports a little bit myself, and I've never really dove that much into it, doing these long runs, long bike rides, like two to six hours at a time. Um, I You really, really have some weird and honest conversations with yourself um, that can go from these really exciting times to these really weird times, and you're like, then you're singing your songs to your head. Um, no, endurance athletes have a have a special switch inside their heads to be able to enjoy those moments yeah. alone. And it's funny because I, uh, I really found myself when I was training for a marathon. I ran the Disney Marathon back in 2014, oh, I very cool. say it was. Very cool. And there was a couple, I did one 30-mile run where I uh, had some couple, I hate to say, come-to-Jesus moments about myself <laughs> and where I was going in my life. But it was it was a good time for me because I feel like, 
it was a pivotal moment for me in my life when I decided to train for that marathon because I was making some bad choices. Yeah. And I decided I was going to leave everything on the road, so to say, and it really helped me kind of figure out the direction I needed to move in life. That's great. No, because, uh, and that's the other thing, like I kind of make light of the conversations yeah. you can have with yourself in these distance, yeah. uh, long distance endurance sports, but at the same time, like maybe it allows you the time to just get away from everybody and everything yeah. and you have all those good endorphins going. So um, that's really, really cool. And I, I, I think that story um, is something that a lot of people go through and they, they kind of, what draws them to running the endurance sports is that time to to just really enjoy the time alone and have those conversations with yourself. Um, but that's really, really cool. Um, and I think one of the things that um, CrossFit will could also help with folks, because I know it helped with me, is if you are just doing endurance, 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 um, you're gonna be really prone to injury, specifically if it's just running. But what CrossFit I found for me was it gave me at least a strong base to support the training that I was doing. And I was able to go through this whole year of training for this triathlon um, with the exception of stepping off a curb and twisting my ankle, uh, relatively injury free. So um, have you gotten back into running much at all since you've been here? Do you still find running enjoyable or? I do find running enjoyable. I much rather only run a mile. <laughs> um, I am trying to get back into running some more five yeah. and 10 Ks because there's something about like once a week getting out on the road or getting yeah. on a bike that CrossFit's great in the fact that like you have that sense of community it's go, 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 or yep. even a longer AMRAP, even yep. if it's like an EMOM. You're around people, it's really great, but sometimes it's like you got to get into the nitty-gritty of what's going on in your actual head because it's very easy in a CrossFit workout to be like, I'm just going to count my reps. <laughs> I just got to get to the bar. Sure, I sure. just got to remember to breathe, or I'm going to cheer my, my the guy next to me on because yep. I'm done and they're not. But yep. there's something about like going out there and just being alone that I, that I miss, and I just got to get back into it. Yeah, I, I thought once I was done the, the triathlon that I would be done with the running, the swimming, the biking, and, and want to take a break from it. But I find myself kind of in the same way. Um, at least once a week, I want to get out there and just do something a little longer. And what a lot of people in CrossFit don't realize is the lo that long distances and the long, slow training is a part of CrossFit to have that well-rounded fitness because let's say... Uh, if we're training for the unknown and unknowable, and let's say one day, whether that's competition or some sort of a natural disaster, that unknown unknowable says, you need to go 15 miles that way, but the only way you can get there is to run and yeah. get there on your own feet. Like You need to be able to have that capacity to do those things. So it's good to at least um, be familiar with those long, slow distances for sure. And I did notice, so the, the, the months I've been in, the, year, the two years I've been at PUSH, like yep. I've gotten stronger. Yep gotten much better at my gymnastics is because I've been focusing on that and exactly. because I was better at the longer slower things I kind of backed off on that and now I'm kind of regretting that because like my skills are there my wind is just kind of on the other side of the gym and I'm kind of like I miss you come home that is that is the 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 beauty and the curse of CrossFit is there are so many things that that you can do and want to do and just being able to find the balance to put the attention on a little bit of everything um Every year I tell myself, I think I'm finally starting to figure it out. And every year I keep telling myself, I think this is the year I'm starting to figure it out. Um, and that's really appealing to me. It's a never-ending process of finding what, of, of understanding the sport and the workouts. And it's, like I said, right now, I think I'm starting to figure it out. But I'll look back a year from now and think I was a fool. <laughs> but I think that's why, that's what like you said makes CrossFit so beautiful. Yeah. Because it's life. Yeah, like, for and sure. that's what I tell people. Because I passed my CrossFit level one recently. And sitting down and talking about all these definitions. And when I sit down and actually talk to people about why I do CrossFit, it's yep. because you're never going to figure it out. 
for sure. There's always going to be some little thing that's going to be glaring at you that you want to fix, yep. and you focus on that, and then everything kind of falls to the wayside, but it's just like... You're never going to add with Yeah, no, it is a sport and a fitness model of humility because every single day you will come in and have to face something head on that you are not good at that is a weakness of yours. So it is a really good way to humble yourself and 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 earn a little uh little self-respect to be able to face those things every day. Definitely. Um now you, you mentioned it, it it is like life and now I know you're Everyone has their own story, but I know your life story has been different from most. Um, um, I guess I'll just kind of let you dive in and, and open up with that, and then we'll we'll go from there. So, so I'm going to start this as saying like um, I'm transgender. Yep. Um, what they call male, a uh, female to male transgender. So I was born uh, June 9, nineteen eighty four, as a bouncing baby girl. Just a year before me, just June twelve, eighty five. Yeah. Okay, buddy, that's <laughs> Um, and some people say that they were assigned this gender at birth. I just say that I was cooked and was made this way. And, I'm, and my brain decided that, hey, uh, I think and I feel and I, I am a man. And um, growing up, I guess I never really had the words in order to describe why things were different. I would have to be explained to my parents why I couldn't go in the boys' room with all my friends or why I had to play softball versus baseball. And it was all these little things. And... And, and it never really dawned on me until I was in my 20s that, wait, there's words for this and there's reasoning behind this and I'm not that weird. And I think that's why growing up I focus less on the team sports and more on the individual because if you don't feel like you fit in the team that you're on, you're just kind of SOL, you know? Yeah, that, that's, that's a really good comparison because you always draw up a show oh what, what team do you play for like literally, literally you what, did not feel like you fit no, on the team yeah, you're supposed to play yeah. for and yeah, it's yeah. true and it's yeah. like you talk about like like sex uh, sexuality and gender and just like where you fit in and I did not fit, felt that I fit in anywhere yeah. like I was attracted to girls as a teenager but I was like okay so then I'm gay right and then kind of going through life thinking about that I'm like maybe I'm not and just never having really the words to kind of talk about it. And yeah. it wasn't until I was in my 20s and like I was playing a lot of rugby. Yeah. And that community is really like CrossFit where it's like you put on the cleats, you put on the jersey, it really doesn't matter. Yeah. You know? You and can, if you can hit, you can hit. If you can yeah. hit, you can hit. And so like I was really drawn to that sport because I focused a lot on weightlifting, you know, yep. because in the gym, if you can lift heavy, nobody cares. Yep. You know what I mean? I can back squat, I can back squat. It doesn't matter if yep. you're strong for a girl, you're strong for a guy, you're just strong. Yes. And so I was focusing a lot on like strength and stuff, so rugby was a great sport for me. So I kind of got thrown into that. And then I started doing some CrossFit, and it felt the same. Yeah. I walked into my buddy Kevin's box after being... I was told I wasn't going to be able to play rugby again mm -hmm. at that point, and I was pretty devastated. And as that was my whole identity, you know? And that's when I was like, oh man, like I'm kind of a mess well. So in going to CrossFit, like I met all like a wide array of people, like 50s, 60s, my age, yep. like moms, dads, and nobody really cared. I was just JR. There was no question about it, you yeah. know. And CrossFit allowed me to go play rugby again, which actually allowed me to kind of almost gather the language because there were some people who were transgendered on other teams, but not going through medical transitions. Sure. And I'll get into that in a little sure, bit. Sure. Um, and so it was there that I was really able to find the language and CrossFit kind of gave me the confidence to kind of move forward. Um, and fast forward to now. So I actually didn't start my full medical transition until I started at Push. Yeah. Um, and it was because it was, 
it's funny because my second workout here, Sam goes to me, what pronouns do you prefer? And we'll get into that because everyone's always scared to ask that because pronouns are basically how how you can say hey you to somebody, right? Pretty much. So there's she, there's he, and there's they, yep. right? They just means, hey, listen, I don't identify as she or he. I just I just identify as a human, Yep. right? He and she are kind of self-explanatory. Yep. And as a trans person, that's kind of like your affirmation of like, this is who I am to the world, right? Yeah. And so to have someone come up to me that I've worked out with twice at 5 a.m. just to be like that and have him say, oh, okay, cool. I'll just let all the coaches know. Yeah. Like, was huge. And I remember texting my partner, Erica, after that. I'm like, all right, I have found, I found my this, plan. This is the place. This is the place. And it's, it's, if anybody, uh, if anybody that's around here knows Sam, yeah. um, he is, he is not a very shy guy to begin yeah. with, but still to, to be able to be comfortable enough to know how important that would be to you is huge. Yeah. So that way there wasn't this, and kudos to him, oh, uh, it, it, there wasn't this, this awkward transition of, of people being unsure was, let's just ask, yeah. let's, let's just know so that way you feel welcome and comfortable here because every single person that walks in here, no matter what, right. should feel. Yeah. Welcome and comfortable because I tell everyone that I talk to that wants to join here and anybody that will listen to me <laughs> that everyone in here will look different, sound different, act different, but you're suffering next to each other and everybody is working towards a goal. Whatever that goal is, it's different for each person, but everyone is supportive of each other and whatever that goal is they are searching for and to have him come up to you and help you feel comfortable yeah. on day one huge I'd imagine huge and it's yeah. funny because like so when people say they're transitioning you can socially transition so you're just presenting as male or female you're not doing anything medically you're sure. not taking hormones you're not doing surgery some trans men decide to wear a binder so they hide their breasts some sure. trans women they, people do things to augment themselves without surgery sure. so I was socially transitioning for about two years before I came to push yeah so I was out out as a transgender male in my friend circles, not at my gym, yep, um, because I wasn't quite sure how everyone was going to react there, which was a me thing. It has nothing to sure, do with them. Sure, sure. Um, and I was not out at work in Pittsburgh. So then I came to Maryland. I was able to come out at work. I was socially transitioned already, and then I became comfortable enough to start testosterone back in January. So January two thousand nineteen. Oh, right yeah. on so, so it's been about a year now. It's been about a year now. Yeah. So, and the Open last year's Open was the first time I did male weights. I remember. All that is very humbling. You went at it, man. I went at it because <laughs> I had to do it. Because in my mind, like, I was doing this. Yeah. I was transitioning. Yeah. I was in a community that loved me. And I really could care less if I finished every workout with a one. I just wanted to know that, like, I was doing something. I was doing it not only for me, but I kind of felt like I was doing it for anybody out there that's, questioning who they are, questioning if they should work out, questioning if they fit in, questioning if anything that they're doing is the right choice. Yeah, because man. it's hard to put yourself out there. and like, yeah, for sure. And it's hard to check your ego at the door. And and everybody has some form of an ego. Like, no Completely. lie. Like, Completely. You walk into the gym and like you come up with a game plan on a workout and you're like, this is what I'm going to get because I'm confident in these things. And like, in, in CrossFit, the hardest part of my transition has been CrossFit for me. Yeah. Because I can look at a workout at a woman's weight yep. and say, I can do these reps, blah, 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 blah. It doesn't matter to me. And I walk up to the bar and it's the men's weight. And I'm like, all right, we're changing this game plan. Yeah. We're going to break this up a little bit more. But like it was it was very humbling in the open because that was the first time I actually had to do that. Because I walked in and I was like, all right, 
for that that uh, lunge, yep. box step up, handstand push a 50 up. Pound weight 50 got pound heavy. weight, it got super heavy. <laughs> I was I was I hate to say this cocky. I was like, I'm gonna get through those lunges. I'm gonna get at least through the box step ups, and I'm gonna get to those push ups. Five minutes in, Aaron's like, "All right, we have one more length of the gym," and I was like, "All right, maybe I'm gonna get." One box step up, which I did, <laughs> and I was happy, and that was probably the proudest box step up of my life. That was a tall box. It was too. a tall box for me. I'm five foot box. two, nothing. Yeah, a twenty four inch box, fifty pound weight. But I think that for me was the culmination of I was making the right decision. Yep. In not only transitioning but publicly transitioning. Yeah. Because um, a lot of times when you transition, you want to do what you quote unquote call as pass and meaning that like nobody knows ever that you did this and you just want to go through society and be like hey listen i was born this way but sure the truth is it's part of the journey and in going more public and, and rambling on this podcast a little bit about my personal experiences i hope that it helps at least like one person out yeah. there who just feels alone or scared or doesn't quite know what to do yeah because I'm super lucky. My partner, Erica, from when we first met, she asked me if I was trans. I was like, no, I'm not. Just go away. Like, just let's not talk <laughs> about this anymore. And then there were some things that went on in our life that I watched how she handled situations of people transitioning. I was like, all right, maybe I saw. Uh, yes, I am. All right, yeah, we'll talk yeah. about this. Yes, I am. And I was lucky that I've had her undying support. I've been lucky that I've had pushes undying support. Yeah. And work has been supportive of me. And, like, I just hope that everybody out there has at least one person that like is able to support them and if this podcast is your support super and i and i hope that it kind of pulls people out of some pretty dark places yeah because uh, you 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 don't know who would need that because there's probably an and again i'd imagine that there will be at least one person that hears this who is holding this in and and has does not have the doesn't feel like they have the support at home or whatever that is to know that again they're not alone other people are going through this with them and if they need a resource that you are here for them to reach out to that our community here is more than welcoming and we like we support you in what you're doing but like it's not something that we're gonna go home and like talk about or uh, you're just you're just jr at the gym who came in and got your your tail handed to you in an open workout yeah. and we laughed as it yeah, went along it's yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no and it's great and like and again like it's just super lucky that yeah. like to have a community like this um yeah no it's super lucky no and yeah. and and we're happy to have you here and we kind of talked about this a little um off mic but the this story and and i'm i follow a lot of different crossfit blogs podcast community and you don't you don't hear this story as often like like you said before you have outlawed out there who's fantastic they were at the crossfit games this year and let me know they made themselves known that they were there and they were a lot of fun but but this story you don't hear it that often and we talked about how if people are can be other trans members can be scared to come into a gym because of what weight do I use? What restroom do I use? That this story, I think, will help at least encourage that to happen and keep that community a little bit healthier. No, definitely. I'm like I'm on a lot of uh, trans forums and at least the male trans forums because obviously I'm sure. not female. But um, a lot of people need to have surgeries. A lot of people need to go on hormones, and you need to be at a healthy weight. You yeah. need to be uh, in a healthy mindset and in a healthy body set in order to really be candidates for these procedures. Yep. It's not that I work in surgery, and it's not that the surgeon's being mean, but 
there are certain risks of going on an operating table when you're massively overweight and your cardiovascular system isn't good. Yep. Healing is not promoted when you have too much body fat because bacteria likes to hide out and do bad things in there. Yeah. Like things like that. It's just that the medical professionals are looking out for people. But I feel like instead of saying, hey, listen, you need to lose weight, that they need to hey, be like, hey, this is what I think you need to do. Maybe go join a gym. Maybe go find a personal trainer. Walk. Walk 20 minutes extra a day. Drink one less soda a day. It's Start these little somewhere. Things. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm lucky that um, I've worked out my whole life. So a lot of people have um, what they call dysphoria. So like your brain thinks you look one way and you walk by the mirror and you're like, oh, crap. Yeah. That's not me at all. Yeah. Um, and so I've been lucky that like part of me battling my dysphoria has been working out. And at times it had been an unhealthy level of working out. Sure. Which pushes definitely helped me figure out how to do rest days right. Um, but like... Yeah, so, like, I've always been lucky that I've been able to kind of shape my body through exercise and do those things. And, like, I'm gearing up to hopefully have my top surgery in uh, early next year. That's soon. Yeah, in March or April, there's a wait list and stuff like that. But, like, it's exciting to not have to wear a binder and stuff like that and to be able to shower in the men's locker room and stuff. And right now, push, I go in the women's locker room and nobody says anything, you know? So, again, like, this is, like, the place to kind of, like, come and just be you. Like, I don't even need to think about it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and it's, and I, if, and I guess I didn't come out in Pittsburgh because I wasn't sure, I wasn't confident within myself. Sure. And I know Push, we talk about, the big goal of Push is being comfortable in your own skin. Yeah. And I definitely feel that in, like, the 18, 19 months I've been here, I can't do math very well. Um, that it's allowed me to become more comfortable in my own skin. Sure. And it's, for me, it's been trusting the process of, like, again, like you're saying, just show up. There are That's days, all it is. There are days where I do not want to come here. I do not want to move a barbell. Yeah. I'll make every excuse not to do you it. You work long hours. Yeah, no, yeah. And it's just kind of like I have gym equipment in my backyard. Yep. But it's different. It's different working out in my backyard versus coming here and joking around with my community and yeah. really feeling comfortable and just, like, being one of the guys and what I like about here too and most CrossFit gyms across the world is like you check your ego at the door like there's a lot of talk in the world about toxic masculinity and this and the other thing and I'm not trying to glaze over things but um, there's not a lot of that here and CrossFit's a very good self-cleaning oven. Like, yeah. you even look at these top male athletes, top female athletes like Matt Frazier, Rich Froning, sure. like even anybody. Yeah. Like, they all promote we work hard, we take care of ourselves, we take care of our families, and we take care of the community. Yeah. And I think that's what CrossFit's really about is taking care of your community. Yeah, and it's it's been ingrained in the culture and the, the affiliate system and how it's built. It, the 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 affiliate system like allows these these gyms to really try and like put their arms around a community and say, hey, for years and years, the fitness message has been so confusing and diluted and these quick fixes, but just come here, give us a, an hour of your day. Um, all we're going to ask of you is that you work hard and I can promise you that, that you will come out better on the other side. Um, and it doesn't just promote fitness in here it's nutrition mindset like the whole encompassing thing um and and that's the way i i look at it uh, as a coach here is that i i just want to wrap my arms around the entire community that we have reached to and say just just come to come to us let us let us just be a guide to help you get to where you want to go because everybody 
has the idea of where they want to get to and whatever that is for each person is fine um, just allow us to use the tools and experience to just help guide you in the right direction to get there because um, we're not going to do any of the work um, you just have to show up like I said just keep showing up putting in work and you will get to the place you want to go and it's all about trusting the process correct and we talk about positive mindset yep. and and just kind of like believing that if you entrust push or whatever gym yep. you go to with that hour a day and you walk in there with an open mind and you have an idea of goals and and most gyms teach you goal setting and most gyms will kind of sit down and be like yep. what can i do to help you get there um i'm hopefully going to start rolling out a, a video a week about trusting the process yeah you know and just That'd be great and just trying to like figure out ways to hug our community a little bit more yeah. remind them that just because you're sweating doesn't mean we're taking care of our minds and doesn't mean that we're kind of like doing the things that kind of encompass wellness as a whole. Correct. I couldn't agree more. I think finding health and wellness will not only just help you live longer and live happier, it will help your relationships, it will help your career, whatever that is, whatever your ambitions are outside of fitness. Uh, it, 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 I can't stress it enough how much over the course of the last seven years, almost eight years now that I've been here, um, just the change in perspective, um, the, the way I see the world for, through a different lens now and getting the opportunity to interact with different people that I would have never met. Like I would have never met you. I would yeah. have never known your story. Um, and I find that really, really awesome and one of the best perks of a job I could ever have to be able to meet all these different people because especially as you get older and you become an adult, it is so hard to meet new people yeah. other than the people that you have to go to work with every day. Exactly. So having this community to come and just share a little suffering with every day, it's the best part of the day. Yeah, like I moved to the Baltimore area only knowing my partner and her yeah. friends. So yeah. it was like coming to a place where like I could make these friends and nothing is ever instant friends. CrossFit's definitely an instant community. You yes. don't have to work to kind of make those connections. Correct. but. People will notice if you start not coming in and might bust your balls a little bit in a very loving way. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, and I think that's what a lot of people need, especially when they're starting their fitness journey. Yep. Starting your fitness journey is, is probably the scariest step. And, and what I've noticed within my community of like the LGBTQ plus community sure. is that a lot of us are scared to start because we have our own baggage outside of, and I hate to say quote unquote regular people, but out of this outside of like the people that have that part of their life kind of situated for yeah. them. Um, and so like feeling comfortable just walking into a place is pretty dope. It's awesome, man. No, I, I'm, I'm really glad that we, we finally got our schedules to line up yeah, to, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to do this. Um, I think, and we've already said and talked, but I think that this is a story that people need to hear, um, for folks that may be, you five years ago yeah. or folks that have never heard this story or were too nervous to even ask about that story the, that you're able to come on this this public forum and, and, and do this I think it's really really awesome um, and I want to thank you for just thank you for being able to share your story like this because um, I'd imagine you five years ago thinking about sitting down in front of a microphone and doing no this way. probably a long ways away no, and it's like some people have these aha moments of like this is who I am and some people it just takes a little while like yeah. my journey just took a little while and part of it was some self-denial and not really wanting to face 
who I was and sure. what I was doing. And like like a lot of people do, I hid behind drinking. I hid behind doing some things that were like self-destructive yeah. and like self-destroying, like destroying relationships, stuff like that. And since really focusing energy in CrossFit and really focusing on just trying to be a good human, it's kind of allowed me to kind of be a little bit more comfortable in my own skin That's and awesome. kind of talk about things. So, yeah. Very, very, very cool, man. So, um, let's go ahead and wrap this up with a little bit less serious questions. Like less serious. So, we're going to still find out a little <laughs> bit about you and, and what your interests and some of your favorites and least favorites are. Gotcha. So, I'm going to... Um, you haven't seen these questions. I've probably asked a few of them to previous people, but um, we're gonna. I'm gonna jump around the list here, and we'll yeah. just go from there. Um, what is your favorite season? Fall. Fall. Same. Um, favorite holiday? Thanksgiving. Uh, favorite dessert? Chocolate pudding. <laughs> favorite food? Oh, that's hard. I love food. Uh, can it just be meat? I love meat. Sure. Okay. Least favorite food? Uh, I hate sour cream. Hate sour cream. Hate it. Oh, I love sour cream. Hate it. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite color? Orange. What's your least favorite color? Mauve. Mauve. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> um, underwater or outer space? Oh, crap. That's hard. Outer space. Outer space. Same. Favorite board game? I am so bad at board games. Uh, Candyland. 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 Favorite superhero? Batman. Oh, no question. No question. Hands down. Hands down. I was Batman for like six years in a row as a kid. Still want to be Batman. Are you excited about the new Batman movie with Robert Pattinson? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's going to be good. I'm excited. Um, Did you see the new Joker movie yet? Not yet. Me neither. I got to. I was too scared to go to the theaters. (laughs) Um, Favorite book? Catcher in the Rye. Uh, Book you're currently reading? Crit. I read that book. Yeah, I'm like like 50 pages. In. Angela Duckworth. It's awesome. Fantastic. Awesome. Um, anybody curious about a book to read about how to be successful and be great at something, um, I can't recommend that book enough or a book called Mindset. Um, you put those two books together. You put those two books together, you are in a really nice foundation to, to, cool. to move forward and stuff. Um, sweet or salty? Sweet. How do you take your coffee? Black. <laughs> Favorite musician? Uh, that's pretty hard. Uh, I won't ask favorite, just one that comes to mind. One that comes to mind, uh, I'm completely blank. We'll let it go. All right, cool. Movie, uh, the uh, most recent movie you've laughed the hardest? I watched Dumb and Dumber again last night by myself. So good. So good. Same <laughs> uh, tonight. Last movie that made you cry. Who? Um, hmm. Marley and Me, I guess. Oh, dog movies. Oh, dog movies. Every, every single time. time. Uh, are you an early bird or a night owl? Early bird. Early bird. Uh, lastly, uh, what are your plans for tonight? Um... Fold my laundry and go to bed. It's not bad. bad. No. It's actually exactly what I have to do. I have a whole whole basket full that have oh, been yeah. sitting for about two days. Yeah, um, no, I will do the I will do the dishes ten times a day before I will fold laundry once. Me too. I mean, it's it's funny because like I, I like clean clothes. I like my wrinkled <laughs> clothes, but somehow every morning I'm pulling my scrubs out of my clean hamper. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I think that's about as good a place as any. Um, 
JR, where, if anybody wanted to touch base with you, reach out to you on the social media, is anything like that? Where can people find you? All right, I'm Jay Rubinoff, J-A-Y Rubinoff, R-U-B-I-N-O-F-F on Facebook, okay. in parentheses, JR. Mm-hmm. I'm on Instagram at Junicorn, J-E-W-N-A-C-O-R-N, long story. Uh, and that's really all I have. I don't have any of those other fancy schmancy things. No, I think that's good enough. And if people want my phone number, just uh, message me on Facebook. I'd be more than happy to talk to you. That is fantastic. Um, and um, if anybody has any questions about joining PUSH, reaching out, you can go to our website, push511.com. Uh, my name is Jarrett Smith. I'm one of the coaches here. You can reach out to me directly via email if you need or just walk in the doors. Um, there's almost always someone floating around here somewhere. But other than that, man, um, thanks so much for sitting down and having a chat, and uh, see you around, buddy. It's been a pleasure, bud. Thank you. Absolutely, man. Thank you.